Well, hello there, friends. Welcome back. It's me, Justin Monorail, and this is the Passholder Lounge. I'm so glad you're back with me for episode two, and I cannot wait to get things rolling. Episode one was great, but episode two is going to be even better. And, and I'll just tell you, as this train continues to chug on down the tracks, I'm going to get more and more honed in on what this show is actually supposed to be, because early on here, I don't really know, but I am having fun, and I hope you're having fun listening. Today we've got episode two for you, Landon the Dawes Don is back, and we're going to be talking a little bit more about theme parks, his experience, his love, some of his, some of his favorite lounges and drinks, different things like that. It's a good time, so I hope you've got a cold, frosty beverage in hand. If not, let's get one ordered and get it over here to the table, and let's get started. One more thing, you can follow me on Twitter if you want to get updates and you want to know when the show is going to be coming out. Um, the Probably the best way for now is to follow me on Twitter. So that's at the PHL pod. That's right. It's at the PHL pod. No spaces, all one continuous word. Follow me there on Twitter. And I will always be updating when the newest episodes hit the stream. All right. No further delay. Cue the music. Let's do this thing. Pass Older Lounge, episode two, baby! So anyway, uh, Landon, yesterday I went for the first time to Finnegan's at Universal. I've never been to Finnegan's before. I don't think, yeah, I can't say I have either. It's it's located in the New York area of Universal Studios. Um, I believe it's sort of the only option in terms of like walking up and having a seat at a full bar at Universal. Well, inside the park, because I, I, that was, well, does Mo, most doesn't have a full bar, does it? Mm, not inside. But maybe they do at the outdoor bar, possibly. You think of that little kiosk, maybe? Maybe. Well, anyway, let me start with this. Universal has a glaring lack of themed lounges in their parks. In, in fact, Islands of Adventure, I don't think, has one. I'm going to have to be educated. Where's Steffers when you need her? <laughs> well, She'll yeah, be coming up. You could uh, you could do it. She did. Uh, did you see in the uh, Discord today? She she started randomly. Uh, SOS SOS. I need Doctor Val right now. And was like, Oh my God, what's going on? I have an interior design question. Like, God <laughs> damn it, Steffers. That is not what SOS means. <laughs> <laughs> and she was calling for a doctor. Uh -huh, like 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 I was I was at lunch with with Lindsay and it's like fuck is Steffers okay? <laughs> oh son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> But that's that's interesting because I mean, like, I, I I hate to say this, maybe this just means I I really truly am a hardcore alcoholic. It's like some of my favorite moments in Disney the last few years is like going to places like Nomad Lounge and just hanging out and drinking, or going to Ogas and hanging out and drinking, or going yeah. to the resorts and well, hanging out and drinking. That's weird and stunning that Universal just lacks that, well, particularly on islands. 
Yeah. And even more specifically, Universal tends to think of itself as marketing to a more mature audience mm-hmm. anyway. And the fact that they don't have uh, like a couple of different just lounges and maybe there are like maybe in the restaurant. I don't know if Mythos has a bar because I've never walked in that place, even though it's got the a banner restaurant in the world. It right? has a banner as being <laughs> the best theme park restaurant in all the world. Um, but I've never gone in. I've been in um, Lombards. I've been in Lombards. I can't remember if there's a bar in there. But here's my point. Because drinks are available. If you you want alcohol, you can find alcohol. But I want like a nomad lounge type experience. Where you can go in, in sit down, breathe in the atmosphere, and just maybe maybe get get some finger food or whatever and just relax. That's what I I want. Yeah. That's what I want. And I and I can't trust me if they if there was one that was obvious, I would have found it at this point. Um also, by the way, their pass holder lounge, in my opinion, I would put quotes around that. How can it really call itself a lounge? The one in the studios is more of a shop. And you can get <laughs> you can get soda, but it's not that's not a lounge universal. No. Uh-uh. SeaWorld has a pass holder lounge that when I've been in the park the last two times, it wasn't open. So, huh? Um, that's something that's, we need to address. That's kind of disappointing. Yeah. But at least SeaWorld does have obvious bars. There's several. I've visited I them all. To, I haven't been to SeaWorld in like fucking decades. Yeah. Same until I went, you know, for Hall of Scream. Yeah. Hello Scream was my first trip back, and then after I got my uh, well, Bob, Bob uh, Cocktail Bob took me on a guest pass, and then I was like, eh. <laughs> SeaWorld passes are basically you just tell them that um, you won't say anything nasty about the fact they still have killer whales, and they're like, great, you have a here's an annual pass. <laughs> also, here's a gift card. Yeah, <laughs> no charge. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would I would imagine they probably cost a fraction of a fraction of what uh, Disney and Universal are charging. Yeah. And they're like, oh, do you want to go to Tampa Bay and go to Bush Gardens as well? That's 10 more dollars. What? Well, oh, well, it's like okay. uh, me and me and Lindsay, it's like we were doing the math. It's like because uh, because we're coming down for uh, for your party in September. It's like we, we, did, we did the math. It's like for 60 more dollars a piece, we could just get a annual pass to Universal. So we did. Yeah. I mean, like. Now, granted, it's not, you know, the the fucking golden tier where, you know, Steven Spielberg comes out and gargles my balls in his mouth or something <laughs> like that. But but uh, but like like I'm I was just stunned. It's like, a, again, yeah. a fraction of the price of what Disney is charging for this shit. It's true. Yeah. So not only is, is you know, Universal is a fraction of what Disney is and then and then SeaWorld's a fraction of that. It's pretty insane, um, which is why. As I mentioned on a previous podcast, I always go for top tier passes mm-hmm. if if I can afford such a thing. SeaWorld's like, oh yeah. I mean, if you go for the lower pass, we'll actually charge you more. So go ahead and <laughs> yeah. go ahead and get the top tier. No, they will charge you more. We silently judge you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I haven't been to Bush Gardens yet, but I, I feel like I'm you have the availability to, too. Yeah, I need to do it. But SeaWorld is it's it is totally different experience now. I mean, obviously, they've had to change sort of their image, their marketing, branding, all that sort of thing away from. I remember when I went in the early 90s, it was very Shamu heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've really gotten away from that, of course. Um, and now it's more like, hey, we're a coaster park with also some sea life. And that's, that's what we do. That's just crazy. 
Yeah. And they have some good coasters now too. So. That's what I hear. Like, like it, they, they didn't half-ass it on the coasters. Like they have some legit good rides there. Yeah. Yeah. Some pretty good ones. I actually still haven't ridden all of them yet, but I'm sure I will get around to that when I'm there. I'm usually at the bar. So <laughs> there you go. As you should. <laughs> my favorite one. I don't know what it's called. I should know the name of it. My favorite one is over by the, the shark tank. Um, I just like the fact that I can go sit down, have myself a craft cocktail, and then a few steps away from me, there's sharks that are swimming around. That's pretty fun. That sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm into it for sure. So Yeah, that sounds like where I would go if I was there. Like I would just like scan in, tear my ticket, whatever, and just go right there until I leave. Yep. It's it's pretty cool. So it's attached to the restaurant where it's it's almost like Disney's Coral Reef restaurant where you're sitting and you can sit beside the tank and watch the the fish swim around. But so you have that behind you, but 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 or in front of you when you're sitting at the bar. Behind you, you go outside and it's where the stingrays and sharks are swimming, and you kind of look down in in those tanks. So, you know, my my typical thing is go get a drink. When I've got a nice fresh one, I'll go hang out and just watch the sharks kind of circle around in the in the shallow water. And sip on my little beverage. It's a good time. Highly recommend it. That does sound fun. Yeah. Again, Universal. You got to up that lounge game. They that's I got, like like it, it like particularly in islands. It's like like do like an Isla New Bar. Like like you can call it the New Bar. Isla New Bar. Come on. Go. Oh. A Jurassic Park themed lounge. Fuck yes, that would be awesome. Like, like yeah. fucking, like, 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 put a like. Well, I was gonna say you could have it on the backside of like, uh, like the Velosa Raptor encounter or whatever, but then you'd have to have mm. two of those. But so I don't know how logistically possible that'd be. But I mean, like, yeah, could you imagine like a Jurassic Park themed lounge or, or a bar experience? They that'd could absolutely, awesome. they could absolutely replace that restaurant that sits like right beside the Jurassic Park River Adventure because yes. that re- that restaurant is sucks awful. Uh-huh. So, so gut that thing, put in a nice lounge, make it almost like a rainforest cafe type experience where there's like different changes in atmosphere and maybe you've got bushes beside you that rattle around. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, y- yeah, you can hear the Dilophosaurus. Yeah, maybe one of those pops up occasionally behind you. You know, just some different things. And man, make it make the lighting nice and low. Have some nice atmosphere music playing. I I probably wouldn't leave that place to be honest. Mm. I'd spend a lot of money there. And if you have a drink that's like the ocean attack, but it's like a raptor attack, and they do a little presentation for you where they, <laughs> they snap at you with a raptor. Hey, yeah, they uh, they fucking bring out a dude who looks like Robert Robert Muldoon. Shoot her, shoot her, and they pour shots in your drink. <laughs> oh, that's perfect, man! I'm really good at this. You you need to be a part of Universal Creative, I think. At the Isla New Bar. Yeah, this is good. This is this is something I've kind of thought about a little bit. Like, uh, you know, now also the the classic Monsters restaurant's gone. To me, that's a perfect theming for a lounge. The classic monsters oh, yeah. lounge. You know, I I don't know what they're doing there, but I assume they're adding more minions. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> it's just maybe because I mean, like, like they don't have enough minions, and I understand, like, like they make so much fucking money with those yeah little yellow bastards. But come on, y'all. Yeah, it's it's a little <sighs> absurd. I did do the minion mayhem ride yesterday for the first time. I ride theater moving theater experience <laughs> thing yeah uh, and i cannot t- i would have rather done shrek 4d and i did not like shrek 4d at all um 
And sorry, sorry to Steffers. Apologies to Steffers for blaspheming Shrek 4D. I think that was one of those things people liked for the nostalgia. It had no, for someone who'd never done it before in, until the last couple of years, it was like, first of all, the sheet, the, the sheets, the seats, <laughs> the seats move like jerky. Like they're very jerky. And in my mind, it was, it was a painful experience as I remember it. And yeah, I mean, it was cute, but I don't know. I, it was one of those things that I was like, yeah, I've done it. I never have to do it again, but you can check it off the list, but I didn't come out of it going, I just really wasted 15, 20 minutes of my life. I felt that way when I walked out of Minions Mayhem. Have you done that one? I I have not done Minions Mayhem. Don't I, do I, I, well, I remember you texting me and Steffer saying, uh, asking asking for advice, and then you didn't hear back, I guess, in time, because by the time that Steffer, a.k.a. Mrs. Universal, weighed in, uh, you were already in line, and then you said, so I may have made a mistake, which, by yeah. the way, that is the best way to start any text ever. <laughs> um, uh, you... <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so not only did you get in line, then it stopped for like 15 yeah. minutes or whatever. Then you find out, oh, this this sucks. I yeah. hate this. Wow. Yeah. The pre-show was kind of cute, but the actual ride experience was just like, mm, no, no, thank you. I okay, 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 okay. Rank these three attractions. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I was about to do what Minions you <laughs> Mayhem, Jimmy Fallon, and Fast and the Furious. Oh, so I was okay. I haven't done Jimmy Fallon, but if you put uh, Shrek 4D in there, okay, uh, okay, that can that can sub in for Jimmy Fallon. I would do Shrek 4D. This is the tough one. I think I'd probably go Fast and Furious. Oh my god! And then because at least, oh my god! And then Minions Mayhem third. At least, wow! With Fast and Furious, while it is an awful, terrible ride, and when you talk about pain, I've only done it once, and I really thought there was permanent eardrum damage done to me because of how loud that ride is. It at least tickles me a little bit to watch Vin Diesel doing like superhuman things, <laughs> and then. And the whole time, Ludacris going, everybody put your cell phones away. Like, cause he says that like five times throughout the ride. And, um, no one does, by the no, way. No, no. Um, no, honestly, if I was Luda, I too would be shamed at what we're doing. And I wouldn't want anybody <laughs> taking pictures or recording that yeah. either. Cause, cause I, you know, I, that thing's at terrible. least, at least it's a somewhat unique, unique ride vehicle. I mean, yeah. Have you done Fast and Furious? Yes, I've done yeah. Fast and Furious. It is it is so bad. And and at one point, it's like when Vin Diesel is like getting out of his car to jump up and grab onto the helicopter. If you look at like the scale of things, like oh okay, Vin <laughs> Diesel is now like thirteen feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> Vin Diesel apparently could become Paul Bunyan. Bunyan. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> it's that ride is something else. Like I. I don't know how anyone in any part of the creative process for that ride thought that they were doing a good job. And didn't they like port it from Hollywood? So, okay. Now this might be a fair criticism because, or I, I mean a fair defense because it is part of the back lot tour in Hollywood. And I would say if I experienced that as just part of the back lot tram ride, fine. That's right. Wait, no, it's different is part of the backlot tour in Hollywood because at one point they just had like Mazda cars that would like almost dance. Yeah. On on arms. And it's like 
Universal makes really weird choices yeah. with Fast and the Furious. Well, and two, I think um, so. I I just I feel like we're really I mean in in terms of the backlot tour, we've got an inferior experience in Universal Studios Orlando because we no longer have Jaws. They still have mm, it as part rest of their in peace Jaws well, ride. They still have it because it's part of the tram ride. Ba- yeah, the ba- yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they also have Kong as part of the tram ride too. So and unfortunately, the the original confrontation burned up. Yeah. So, yeah mm. that that tra- now I would be happy as a clam to get that experience on on that ride. But yeah, I guess they were like, oh look at this, we can just take this piece of this backlot tour and put it in Universal Orlando, and and those idiots will accept that as a perfectly good attraction by itself. Yeah, there's something in the water down in Florida. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. The sun is baking their brains in. It's fine. It's fine. I don't get it. But I will say uh, Kong Skull Island, I've come to enjoy more. Like the first time I wrote it, I feel like I went in and I was a little bit. Um, uh, it, it, it was going to have to do a lot to impress me because mm-hmm. I had so much nostalgia for Confrontation. I loved Confrontation. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it's better in our memories than it actually was. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug, bud. Yeah, yeah, I get that. So, but anyway, I, I was, I, I don't know. I guess I was hoping for something a little more like that. And when, when Not I noticed, screens. When I noticed it was like mostly screens, I was like, mm. but I do think that the buses are cool. The, the mm-hmm. ride vehicles. And you have a little robot driver, which is cool. Um, I think that the Kong animatronic you get at the end is very cool to see yes 1000 percent agree and you know the ride's fun enough and it, and, and it does have some rewritability because you know maybe you at one point when you ride it you're on the right side of the bus you can't really see very well on the left side so if you switch sides you get kind of a different experience i guess yeah so you know i i can argument some i or i can make some arguments that are somewhat positive for kong skull island plus the yeah, theming I, the theming is good Oh, one like like the queue for uh, Skull Island and and the theming is top notch. Some of Universal's best work, and I wouldn't even necessarily say that Skull Island is a bad ride by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I do kind of roll my eyes a little bit because I do think Universal relies too much on the screen experience when it comes to their attractions. But I think Skull Island is a good ride, mm-hmm. and. I think maybe the first time I wrote it, I was a little bit let down, but I think that was more on me than the ride itself. Because like you, I loved confrontation and I think my expectations were too high. And that animatronic at the end, while it ain't the original Kong, it's still pretty damn very good. Yeah, it's very good. Still very good. That might be just doing like a quick little run through my brain here. Is that the best or the coolest? I'm going to say the coolest, not the best. Is it the coolest animatronic in the Universal Studios Orlando Resort? I would still go T Rex One. Okay, because because when when you see the T when when you see the water break and the T Rex's head come out and you know what's happening and it comes swinging at your boat. Yeah. Oh, I I mm, I, I I just I just love that yeah. feeling. Um, and I know out in Hollywood they've kind of converted it over to Jurassic World, so they have the Imperius. Or mm-hmm. <laughs> imper- no, it's not the imp- 
it's yeah who knows what is it maybe the irex name. we'll we'll call yeah. it the irex but so indominus so in there it is circle gets the square so so it's like like t-rex is still there but it's not as prominently featured where it where in orlando like like t-rex is still the yeah. star of the show i yeah for my money that right there is just the money shot for the lack of a better term. Love that. But yeah. I, I would, I, I would give, uh, I would give Kong a uh, silver medal. I think. Yeah. I was just running through my mind. I mean, you've got the cat in the hat. <laughs> um, thing one and thing two are both. Oh, oh, shout out to thing two, thing two, totally <laughs> underrated, <laughs> underrated thing two is, <laughs> uh, you know, you have all the, the police officers as part of the ET ride that are uh-huh. interesting yep. to look at. Uh, that one Some of them alien- have very broad shoulders. I've noticed. Well, well you know, it, it, it was built back in the day. Uh, uh, cops were much wider back then. <laughs> you know, uh, built like uh, football players. Uh, there's the uh, one thing that you shoot in uh, Men in Black. Oh, uh, with, with the target on it. Yeah, that's right. That one thing. Now, I, you know, the mummy ride is still not open yet, but I will say that the mummy, when it like busts out of its sarcophagus, yes. get, that's, a, that's a cool animatronic. However, I don't think that time has been super kind to that animatronic because mm-hmm. it's still cool, but you can tell it's like it's it's almost a little quaint. At seen, it is seen better days, and hopefully that is something that's gotten a little bit of love, gotten an update during this closure, this refurb time that the mummy ride has gone through because that is still a killer attraction. Oh, it's great. It would be up there with my favorite. I I actually, uh, I signed up to be part of universal's like research, uh, pool of candidates where they can send surveys and ask questions about like new things. But I did that as part of a survey I got just today. Um, and one of the things that it was asking about is what, what do you consider your favorite ride at universal? And I, I started to, I was typing it in. I was like the mummy, but then I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Velocicoaster has to hands down is my favorite ride at universal right now. Um, and they, they wanted to know why, you know, so I gave them all, it's, it's thrilling. It's exciting. It's, uh, you know, it's comfortable to ride. It's like such a smooth experience. And like, it's That's just surprising. Like, like, uh, like I, I still haven't uh, ridden it, but it's everything I've seen video wise, everything, the way you described Velocicoaster, I would not have applied to that ride. Yeah, it's so, well, so well, well, the thrilling, exciting part I get, but smooth and comfortable. It is. In my opinion, wow. it is. It may not be for everybody, but for me, it, I mean, at least the ride is smooth. The seat may not always, may not always be comfortable for, for everyone because, of course, Universal sometimes struggles with, you know, making uh, seats that are right for all body types. Yes, yes. Unique body uh, uh, dimensions, as I've been told I have. By the way, Universal. that was on the survey that I did today. They were asking, like, um, if you had a negative ride experience, you know, um, what were some of the factors? And one of the options you could put was, like, a they put plus size body type. And I was thinking, hmm, is that the right wording? Wow. Yeah. Being fat shamed by a survey. Thanks, Universal. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, because because I definitely didn't have to stand in line for Hulk for like an hour back on vacation when I was a teenager and then been told, yeah, sorry, uh, we can't get you on this coaster. So so you're just going to have to step on through. That definitely didn't happen. Before, it's happened so. to so many. And by the way, it's we're, we're not Americans. Talk- we're big, fat, <laughs> chunky idiots. Come on, Universal. Well, and we're not talking. Exactly. We're not talking about giant people either. Like the people who have to take the walk of shame are not 
like just morbidly obese no. people. And I mean, that's, I, mean that's I admit, I got, I got, I got a little bit extra, little, little bit more to love, if you will. But it's like, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm not like one of these, like, like, uh, and again, it's going to sound like I'm fat shaming. Mean, it, it, it's not like, like, like you're going to see me on like my 600 pound life on TLC this, or something. This is like what that. this is what I'm saying. If, if the rides were restricted as such that a person who was five, eight, 600 pounds couldn't ride it. I would understand that. Uh -huh, yeah. At that point it's like, okay, look, yes, I understand. Yeah. It sucks. Dot, yeah. dot, dot. But yeah. Number one, you got to have weight limits on things. Number two, you, at some point, if you make a seat big enough, then it's not like for smaller people, it won't be safe. So I get all of that, but I don't know. I, Anyway, I didn't, I didn't mean to go down that avenue. Wow, we're totally going to be canceled on the second episode. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's not fair. I'm advocating. It's not fair. And Universal, come on, do better, Universal. And they're going to take this totally wrong, and they're going to make a ride that's like, it's it's going to be called like the Chunk Wagon. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> you <know>, it's <laughs> um man landon i didn't mean to take us on such a long tangent but here we are um, <laughs> welcome to the party pal because one of the things on today's episode i really wanted to talk to you about was really like the way that you experience theme parks and um just talk about some of your well since this is the pass holder lounge why not some of your favorite places to get a drink spoiler alert we've got an episode coming up where we're going to focus on one of them but, you know, solo trips and, and just, you know, like when, when you think about like coming down and, and doing your thing in the parks, like what kinds of things do you get excited about and how do you how you go about planning trips when you're coming all by your onesie? Um, well, and, and that's that's like 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 a peek behind the curtain. Generally, whenever I'm coming down to Orlando to head to Universal Studios to head to Disney, I'm traveling by myself. And to some people that it's like like you're you're going to go to the theme parks by yourself. That 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 doesn't sound fun. I'm going to be honest. I have a blast going to the parks by myself. I'm, I'm not saying it ain't fun to meet up with like say Jay and hang out, like walk around the world showcase, uh, drinking some tipsy duck and love. That's a blast. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I, I, I have fun walking around magic kingdom by myself. I have fun walking around islands of adventure by myself. Um, so if I am going to like something that I'm looking forward to when I head down to the park, it's eating good by myself. Mm -hmm. Well, just eating good period. If it just so happens to be by myself, so be it. It's going to be getting good drinks. And if it just so happens to be by myself, so be it. And it's going to be taken in the atmosphere because whenever you, you go down to whether it be Disney, whether it be Universal, that is some of the best atmosphere you can drink in anywhere in the world. Particularly, I already, I already talked about walking around the world showcase. For my money, Epcot cannot be beat. And especially now that we're seeing more entertainment show up back in the yeah. countries around the world showcase, that just adds to the atmosphere that adds to you feeling like you're walking around the, I mean, yes. Okay. You're, you can't actually walk around the world. I know that's physically impossible. Settle down. But, but when you can go from one country to another and hear what, like um, uh, you can hear Atlas fusion in Morocco, or you can hear um, you, you can hear uh, the German band in yeah. Germany and stuff like that. I, it just adds to your experience and Oh, by the way, while you're in Germany, you can get a pretzel, you can get a beer um, uh, and just stuff like that 
and eating good. Yeah. That is, like, honestly, at this point in my life, don't get me wrong. I love rides. Uh, my body maybe is getting to the point I've crossed that magic invisible line where it's like, okay, maybe, maybe the exciting rides you can't do anymore, even though you want to. Like talking is like, I haven't ridden Velocicoaster. I'm going to give it a shot, but I might really, really pay for it <laughs> after the fact. But I'm going to give it a shot. That and uh, and uh, Guardians. Guardians, uh, Guardians, yeah. Guardians, I think I can pull off more than Velocicoaster, but I'm going to, I'm definitely going to give both of those a shot. But it's like, I just enjoy eating good and, and having good beverages at this point. Yeah. I mean, so I think I hear a lot of people, this, this comes up a lot. If you, if you're part of whether or not you're part of this Twitter, if you, if you follow like theme park, social media at all, um, you'll hear people talk about solo trips and it comes up frequently. And people are like, I've got my first solo trip coming up and I'm feeling nervous. What would you tell people about like, at what is it like to do a solo trip in Disney? Like, what is it? Is it? Do you feel awkward or like, how do you feel when you're there? Uh, the only time I ever really feel awkward, and maybe this is just a me thing, like, I'm a big fan of taking pictures with the characters because, you know, my annual pass, even though it's now an a la carte option. I still spring for the photo pass option. So I want to get those pictures whenever I'm on the attractions or I see an opportunity for, uh, for a magic shot from a cast member in front of like Cinderella's castle or in front of uh, like say the uh, Hollywood tower of terror or something like that. Or I do want to go stand in line and have a character meet and greet now that they're rolling back out. Sometimes it's like, and again, maybe this is just a me thing. I'll get in my own head. It's like, really? I'm, I'm just a, 30 something year old dude by myself standing in line to go meet like, you know, Stitch or Chewbacca or, or, you know, uh, Anna and Elsa. I'm just a boy standing in front of a Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's like, I mean, this is what these characters are there for. So it's like, like that is really the only time that I feel quote unquote awkward or weird. But other than that, it's like, I'm just having a good time in the park. Yeah. And, and I see a lot of people, it's like, like, I don't, I don't know how to, how to enjoy myself when I'm by myself in the park. And it's like, like what I would suggest to you, if you are planning a solo trip down to universal or down to Disney, do as much as you want or do as little as you want, because you know, if you've gone down to Disney or universal with a group, with a family, you're probably on some sort of schedule and it's a schedule that everybody's had input on and you might have to do something that you're not crazy about, but because somebody in the group wants to do it, you've made a uh, conceit you've uh, because somebody else has probably made me like, okay, well, again, I don't want to do this, but I know that mm -hmm. they want to do that. So, you know, it's a little bit of give a little bit of take on this trip. The only person's schedule that matters is yours. Mm. So again, if you want to go balls to the wall, if you want to rope drop and be there right when the sun comes up so you can be in line for uh, Seven Dwarves Mine, and then you want to stay for uh, for fireworks at the end of the night, you can do that. Or if you just want to hang out, uh, maybe get a, get, a, get a breakfast at, like, say, the Poly or something, mm -hmm. then go grab a, grab a beverage from uh, Trader Sam's, then show up at uh, Magic Kingdom, like, 10, 11. You can do that. Again, you can do as much or you yeah. can do as little as you want. 
Yeah, that's that's the thing that people I think they have trouble getting through the am I going to feel awkward there by myself? Are people going to judge me? First of all, no, people people might. But who cares? Like it's going to be a minority of people who might look at you funny. Most people do not care. And in fact, they won't notice you. The majority won't notice you because they're going to be so focused on their party. They're going to be focused on their trip because they got to get to bibbity bobbity boop for a reservation or they got to. Oh, crap. Uh, It's time for our uh, we can we can park hop. We got to hop on the monorail. Uh, We got a reservation at La Cellier in like 15 minutes. We got to move our ass. Come on. We got to go, go, go. They are so focused on what is going on with them. You are a background character in their story. So don't pay no attention to what anybody else thinks. And uh, I say that with the caveat, unless you're, you know, being obnoxious and impacting (laughs) other people around you. Right. Okay. No, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, it's true. And and then the other thing too, is more than likely you'll end up talking to people. You'll meet people. You will probably, yes. make, you'll probably make friends while you're there. This 1000% standing in line for attractions, standing yeah. in line for shows, sitting at a bar, particularly by yourself, you will strike up conversations. Uh, this was around, uh, the time, uh, the college football season playoffs were getting ready to start. Uh, I was in Trader Sam's and, uh, me and two other people, we randomly just start talking about college football because, uh, the person next to me was from Kentucky. The person next to him was from Cincinnati. They found out I'm from Knoxville. So, uh, we're talking about Tennessee. We're talking about Kentucky and we're talking about Cincinnati football. Yeah. And just there we were, hour and a half, talking about football, talking about Disney, what brought us down. The one, um, the, the person who is a Cincinnati fan is a nurse. He was talking about how difficult it, it had been in his profession with, you know, the whole COVID oh, thing man. going on. Yeah. Could not imagine. I told him that. And yeah, you make friends. Yeah, it happens. I would say I get that feeling of anxiety and, and no judgment for, for feeling that way. But I do think that it's one of those things once you do it. And if you embrace that, go with the flow, you're making your own schedule and just be open to the fact that you, you know, if you want to, you can probably meet friends and, and meet new people. You're going to have a great time once you kind of break through those mm-hmm. barriers. So much, I mean, this is, I will say for me, I mean, I know as a local, it's a little bit different, um, but I frequently will go to the parks by myself even if it's not for a full day, cause I might be meeting someone later or whatever it is. Um, the only times that sometimes I feel a little bit awkward are really when I'm, when I'm queued up for something, if the people around me are, are sort of like doing their own thing. And I, I don't know, sometimes that'll get to me. Cause I don't want to just stay in there. Cause I, you know, I'm, the, the my Disney experience app itself will eat your battery to death. So you can't just be on oh, your phone, yes. phone uh-huh. all day, you know? So, you know, if it's a long, although here's the thing, I don't get in super long lines either. So <laughs> while that might to me feel a little awkward, it's only going to last 15, 20 minutes because that's about my tolerance these days. Um, if it goes much longer than that, I start thinking, oh my gosh, I could be sitting at a bar right now or <laughs> you know, doing something else or going to get a Dole Whip or, or whatever it may be. So, uh, but yeah, I, I have plenty of fun. I enjoy myself and it is that that feeling of, you know, if I want to, I could go, Find a bench in Tomorrowland, get myself a coffee coffee from Joffrey's and just mm-hmm. take take in the atmosphere for the next 30 minutes or whatever. And, and that's the thing. It's like, again, going back to the whole you can do as much or you can do as little as you want to t- take your take your day kind of on a whim. I mean, I understand there is a little bit of planning that goes to any sort of Disney trip, but especially if you're if you're by yourself on a Disney trip and you're just like, man, I'm shot. Yeah. Then just call it a day. Yeah. 
or or sit down and chill. Sit down and take a long lunch, and then you might get that second wind. Be like, all right, let's go. Yeah. I'm 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 ready to go again. Like just just because you have a plan originally doesn't mean you have to stick to it. That's right. So so you mentioned uh, Epcot World Showcase, and and here's the the final question for today's episode, which is. Do you have go-to drinks in World Showcase? And if so, what are those drinks? I already mentioned it before. Tipsy Duck and Love is my jam. Uh, Try it before you just outright dismiss it, because I do understand if you just read the uh, ingredients, it might not sound that great, but when, when, when you mix it, or rather they mix it all together, and you take that sip, it is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, that adult is, chalky milk. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, exactly. It's it, it's an adult chocolate milk with bourbon in it. Yeah. Um, what's not to like? Now, if you don't like bourbon, you would probably say a lot. But uh, there's that. Um, uh, I'm a big fan of that orange slush out of yeah. France. I think that's top notch. Um, let's see what else. Uh, Do you have maybe maybe you haven't gotten to experience it quite enough yet? But in the American Adventure Pavilion, you know the the Regal Eagle Bar. Have you tried the moonshine sour there or maybe that frozen mint julep? Have you gotten to have any of those things? I'm going to admit I've never been to Regal Eagle yet. Wow. Yeah. This is a reveal and a half. I'm just as surprised show. as you are. It's it's uh, it's in the American Pavilion. Yeah. I'm American. It's, uh, it's, it's Muppet themed. Well, quote unquote Muppet themed. And I love the Muppets and it's barbecue. So you would think, I mean, that has land and dome written all over it, but it's like just when, whenever I've been down to Epcot, I've been drawn to other stuff. So, you know, something, something to look forward to when I'm down the next time, another drink I want to throw out surprisingly the grapefruit beer in Germany. Oh, that's very, very good. refreshing. Very refreshing. So refreshing incredibly yeah. refreshing like like talking about getting your second wind back after you sitting down taking a chill break um uh it's it, depending on where you're coming in in the park getting to the germany pavilion you might have been you know walking walking around the world showcase you might be like "Ooh, okay all right kind of uh kind of kind of kind of feeling it a little bit you have one of those grapefruit beers mm, refreshing get you right back in the game that's right yeah um and i know you love the uh rose and crown oh yes in the uk pretty what? much every e- everything that the rosen crown serves okay uh, smick <laughs> on giraffe uh snake bite is good but but if if you just want a good draft beer smittics on draft hard to beat there you go good recommendations we want to know pass holders tell us about your favorite drinks from world showcase i'm, I'm a big tipsy ducks and love advocate as well but i will tell you um that frozen mint julep is always in the running to be one of my favorite drinks in World Showcase. And, uh, I, I, you know, depending on how what mood I'm in, how I'm feeling, they've got a very good Viking coffee that you can get um, in the Norway Pavilion at the uh, bakery as well. So A if, Viking if, coffee. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's, pre- it's, sim- it's similar to just having like a, an Irish coffee or something, but it's good. You can get it frozen or on the rocks, I guess. Uh, oh no no! Is it frozen or hot? I don't know. Either way, it's good. I don't know. I was drunk when I drank it. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't judge me for that. But anyway, uh, that I think that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, Landon, thank you again for joining me and helping me get this podcast up and rolling. For those of you who aren't aware, and maybe you somehow didn't hear the last episode, Landon does a podcast called Dawes Does Disney. Landon, 
I, it's not on Fridays. What day? Does uh, that drops uh, bright and early, 5 a.m. on Monday mornings, kicking your work week off the right way with a little bit of news coming out of the House of the Mouse in Orlando, Florida. Um, uh, myself and Steffers of Adventures with Steffers podcast uh, tell you the news you need to know uh, from Walt Disney World Resort, and we sprinkle in a little bit of uh, Universal news because it's not Universal versus Disney. It's Disney and Universal and also Steffers is Mrs. Universal. And that is available in the iTunes store and wherever you find your fine podcast. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash Dawes Does Disney. That's D-O-Z-D-O-E-S. And y'all know how to spell Disney. So I want to get Steffers a sash that says Mrs. Mrs. Universal. Universal. Yeah. I think she would wear it proudly, especially if we put like a little E.T. on there. Oh, she would, she would wear that every day to the point where like it would, it would, it would start uh, giving off an odor and people would be like, uh, we we would honestly probably have to start an intervention. It's true. (laughs) Well, (laughs) wherever you are in the world today, pass holders, I hope that you're enjoying a lovely beverage and I will raise my glass to you and say, cheers. We'll see you in the lounge. Yes, we've done it. We've made it through another episode of the Passholder Lounge. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. And thanks once again to my buddy Landon the Dawzdone for helping me with episodes one and two, getting this darn thing out the gates, getting it off the launch pad, getting it off the dock, it's heading out to sea with me with no rudder, no sail, no compass. And hopefully we found uh, fun and friendship along the way. I really hope you'll come back for episode three. We've got a very exciting change of, of co-hosts for episode three. We'll just tell you right now, it's Steffers. It's our friend Steffers. Everyone loves Steffers. She'll be here next episode. I hope you will be too. Until then, follow me on Twitter at the PHL Pod. That is where you can find all the updates about the Passholder Lounge Pod. <laughs> the Passholder Lounge Podcast. Wow. Wow. Well, it's on the record now. Welcome to the Passholder Lounge Lounge Podcast. I don't even know what I said. Anyway, I really hope that you will follow me there. I'll be updating anytime there's a new episode. And I also like to post pictures from behind the scenes from the recording sessions and whatnot. So you can see that sort of thing. And, you know, probably some pictures from around the parks. Not just Disney, but Universal, SeaWorld, wherever you find me. And hopefully I've got a drink in hand. Well, whether you follow me there, follow me here, I don't, I don't mind. Just come back for episode three. I'll save you a seat here in the Passholder Lounge. Until then, I'll raise my glass to you, friends. Cheers. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Drink up, drink up, drink up, then order again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The minutes fly by. Eight, nine, ten, that old clock's ticking. About time to say goodnight. This is the last call for alcohol this evening. Drink up, drink up, drink up, then all.